And now, the podcast that wants to offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative. Welcome to Not All Podcasts Wear Capes. Good evening, Mr. Spedevecchio. <laughs> what's going on, T? What's happening? What's happening? Very formal tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was watching uh, Werner Herzog and uh, Mando. Like, awesome. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let me stop. I'm gonna give up uh, any of the uh, the content for this podcast. Yeah. So uh, we thought it'd be fun to go through a top ten of of uh, our favorite things from the year. Most of it we already covered. There's a couple things you, you might find surprising that have made our list because, you know, they're out of our wheelhouse of what we talk about in this podcast. But, you know, use this as a guide if you're home and bored and have nothing to do and you want to uh, watch some cool stuff. Hopefully these recommendations, some of which may contain some spoilers, will uh, guide you in the right direction. We'll try to keep the spoilers out of it, but it'll be a little mushy at times. Yeah, we're, we're going to do our best. So uh, I guess we, we should just... Get right into it and get started, right, T? Uh, yeah, so so how did we do this? Because we did a little, you and I did a little bit differently. You did top 10 what? So I did like top 10 movies uh, okay. for this year. Top yeah. 10 TV shows that I liked. Okay. And then uh, top 10 in, the, in comic books. And then uh, we were going to round it up with some things that we missed this year that, that we didn't talk about yet. And then what we're looking forward to in 2020. So I think that's going to be the flow of the show. Now... In in uh, we'll get in in the spirit of our top ten, right? There's not going to be ten on on any of this list. That's that's kind of our thing, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, so I do have uh, um, top five uh, stuff we should have watched. The same thing you have. That I have those last two, and and top five uh, stuff we're looking forward to. But instead of top ten movies, top ten uh, television shows, top ten uh, comics, what I did is. The top 10 uh, moments of the genres that we cover for 2019. So I, I did that. So we'll Perfect. cover yours first. And like if there's stuff that kind of crosses with my top 10 moments, top 10 big moments of uh, 2019, then I'll kind of just jump those in. As we Sounds go. good. Sounds good. All right. All right. So I'm going to start with the movie list. And, now, are uh, you going to do it in a particular order or no? No, no. The, these are no order. These are no okay, order. Okay. Um, but the the, the I first have mine numbered. I have I I numbered my. I just said no particular order, and then I numbered them. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. This is anything could be number one. Anything could be number ten. Not really, but however you want to rank it is fine. Um, but the first two I'm going to mention. I'm going to mention them together because these are two movies, both on on Netflix that I really liked that. Not really uh, in the realm of our discussion, but number one just came out a month ago, and he's been bashing superhero movies. Um, but you know what? I like the movie. Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. Uh, you know, if you like Goodfellas and mob movies and that kind of thing, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, three and a half hours, so you got to dedicate some time to it. But uh, The Irishman is is uh, in in the top ten this year. Did you see it? Uh, Kate and I, Kate, my wife, uh, and I watched the first hour of it one, one night late and we really liked it, but it was getting late and it's three hours. So we got the first hour done and then we were like, all right, we're going to pick it back up. We're going to go to sleep. It was really good. I, I dug it. I it was really good. Um, there's, uh, there's a little bit weirdness about like the de-aging process. We won't get into it. Um, I think what I really liked 
is because didn't like Joe Pesci retire from acting yeah, for a while? Pretty much. And and the only reason he came back, I guess, for this one, he said that he wanted to not be like the buffoon in the in the um, in the movie, so that he was he plays a more serious. Um, stoic character, which I really like, and I like that from Joe Pesci. Yeah, it was a, it was a good twist, uh, especially because recently I was showing my son uh, Home Alone for for the first time. So we were <laughs> yeah, watching yeah, yeah. that. So to to watch that with him, get him to bed, then I'd come back downstairs and uh, and watch The Irishman. It, it was uh it was kind of jarring. It was a. Uh, I have was a confession to make. Go ahead. I watched Home Alone for the first time a few days ago. Oh my we God. had some of the nieces. First time, this, some of the nieces over, and and they were like, "Oh, let's watch Home Alone." And I was like, "You know, Kate, everybody, I, I have never seen Home Alone." They're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what?" <laughs> uh, score by John Williams. Candle yeah. in the window. John John <laughs> Williams, number one, number one. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's pretty funny. I remember actually being a kid going to the movies to see that with with my parents and stuff, and my brother and sister. All right, we have a lot of top ten lists. Oh, yeah, yeah, so let's keep going. We can going. do a whole episode on Home Alone. On just right. home on T's first experience with Home Alone. <laughs> um, but yeah, Irishman definitely worth checking out. All right. um, Rock and roll, Irishman. Then, definitely then good. Next, definitely good. next, I know you didn't see this because you you've never seen Breaking Bad, but El Camino on uh, on Netflix is a really good follow up to to Breaking Bad. Um, I call it the best uh, unnecessary sequel that's needed because the way Breaking Bad ended is so perfect, and you don't really need a sequel to it. But then they they delivered a, a a pretty great movie with uh with wrapping that up, um. But yeah, any thoughts on El Camino? I mean, I know well, it's hard. Well, you know what? I, I you know I always wanted to see Breaking Bad, and I've always put it off, and I was gonna like binge watch it in a summer, um, because I know it's about a teacher who breaks bad. Um, but uh, but I haven't seen it yet. You know, I I'm sure it's awesome, but I'm waiting for it to be like out of the cultural zeitgeist so I can. I can uh, get into it and kind of see it clearly without having to talk to people about it or, you know, any kind of spoilers that I remember. Because I think I saw one episode with my brother um, and I just want to give it enough time so I forget everything and then I come back to it. I, I gotcha. All right, cool. Um, so now the, the next these are, are, are the official top ten, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I got to include it. Just came out. We just did an episode on it. Rise of Skywalker. I mean, just for nostalgia purposes alone and uh, what they wrapped up, I, I got to put Rise of Skywalker in the top 10 for, for the year. All right. Yeah. You know, no, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you want to say anything about Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> I, I know we just did I, I an hour and a half on it. We just covered a, a yeah. lot of it. Um, All right. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I'll just repeat myself. But uh, uh, if, if you haven't seen Rise of Skywalker, go out and see it. And if you want to hear us talk about it, uh, go download our the previous episode where uh, we have uh, we had uh, Ariani on with us. That I, I listened to our episode after three point edited. That episode came out so good with Ariani. It was uh, it was really great. We got to have her on often. Yeah, it was it was nice to have a third third person dynamic for for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. We we talk. I'm gonna do these next. Actually, three. I'll just I'll just list them off because we've done full podcasts on them already. But uh, Joker. Okay. Make him a top ten. I mean, okay. filming in Newark, you know, was was great. Um, and you know, Walking Phoenix, his performance, you know, alone speaks speaks volumes for that movie. Um, you know, check out our podcast on that. Uh, another one, really cool sci fi movie that that we we both enjoyed. I am Mother. 
which we, oh, we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that was... I enjoyed that. That, that was great. Um, and then the other one uh, that, that we talked about in length, uh, Brightburn. Brightburn. Brightburn, Brightburn, Brightburn I, I think, was was great this year. Definitely uh, recommended. For, for sure. Uh, something we haven't talked about. I don't even know if you've seen this one, T. Um, but it, it was special to me because uh, it was my taking my son to the movies for the first time. We went and saw Toy Story 4. Oh, wow. And, yeah, so, so that was his first experience in the movies at, you know, Two, two years old and uh and he sat and enjoyed it and and it was great and uh you know the all, all four toy stories they just knock it out of the park and you know i was 10 or, or 11 when the first one came out so it was it was cool to have that experience with, with my kids and everything um you know now yeah absolutely absolutely i guess when when uh how old were you when when Toy Story three came out you were already you had gotten out of so, college and everything yeah i was i was out of college already. Grow, yeah yeah, I think I'm, I'm. I was engaged. I don't. I don't know if I was married at the time, but definitely engaged because my wife and I went see it in the movies. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, they're they're just they're great entertaining movies. I mean, Pixar just yeah. knocks it out of the park pretty much every time. Yeah, I love the first three. I haven't seen Toy Story four, but that's kind of something I I put to the side to kind of like have that opportunity to see with my nephews or, or my nieces or any anything like that. So yeah, well, well yeah. you got Disney Plus, right? I'm, there's no con- there's no content now. So right, right. Uh, now at the Mandalorian is, ended, you well, can you can well Toy Story Toy Story four isn't on on Disney Plus yet of course right I you know I'm not sure because it um, probably isn't probably isn't they're gonna have like a six month lag or something like that yeah yeah I I would imagine um all right and then all right the the last two are the two Marvel movies Spider Man Far From Home which I just loved I thought that was a great yeah. great Spider Man movie. Um, you got any top ten moments from from Spider Man? Because I I thought there might be one from you. Uh, one scene in Far From Home, Spidey Far From Home, made it to my number four. So this is my number four top ten moments is the J Jonah Jameson reveal. I I figured end. that was I, my I number figured. four. Yeah, because I mean, and and I say why is it a top ten moment? Oh, it's J Jonah Jameson. No, because. I think it has a greater significance in with what they're going to be doing with the Marvel Universe. It's this kind of thing that casting J. Jonah Jameson with... Um, J.K. Simmons? Casting J. Jonah Jameson with J.K. Simmons opens up the ability for even like a greater uh, meta-references in... Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and it kind of opens the door for the craziness that Deadpool brings in and opens the door for um, how they deal with the multiverse and it opens the door with all these kind of different things that go in because they can bring back uh, actors that have played these characters before um, and it's okay and you just have to you have just to accept not it. worry, it. just accept it, right? So I think that is a very, very, even though it's like a, oh, really cool surprise, it's very significant with, hey, if we want to bring back what's-his-name as Sandman, we can bring back what's-his-name as Sandman or or um, uh, any kind of way they want to bring back characters they can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that um, was my number four top ten moments. Yeah. Th- there you go. And, of course, they wrapped up ten years of storytelling uh, Avengers Endgame uh, definitely makes the top ten list for for the year. 
just I mean you, you can't not include it, especially on a podcast where where this is right, right, right. this is our our no bread doubt. and potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know, um, <laughs> go <laughs> mixed mixed metaphor there. Yeah, you like <laughs> bread and butter, covered. meat and potatoes. Meat, meat and potatoes. There it's we go. Meat. It's potatoes. There's bread. There's butter. You know, what? make a, a sandwich. Oh, it's all there. It's all make a sandwich. It's gonna it. taste good. They had it all there in in Endgame. Yeah. Well, yeah, pretty, we pretty you much. know what? I don't. I don't have an Endgame moment. Really? In my top ten moments. No, I don't. I, I'm surprised. I, I figured. The, the 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 fight at the end with the uh, cat picking up Thor's hammer would would have definitely well, no, been all list. epic. But I mean, I the re I guess the reason why I don't have one it's because everything that happened we knew was going to happen. There was no really big surprises, right? It was, and and I loved it. It's a perfect capstone, and it, it was like this whole thing that you know they had to wrap it up. So uh, there's a couple other things, and I wanted to broaden. Um, there's more Marvel stuff on my list, but like there was no, and I'm kind of like looking to pick specific moments, right? So in the Spidey Far From Home, I picked a single moment in Spidey Far From Home. So when we get to the Marvel stuff, I want to pick specific moments. You know what I mean? I gotcha. And there were so you. many things. And yeah, yeah, definitely that was epic, you know, with the cat, you know, he had a shield and the hammer and it was, it yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so that that's actually my, my list of movies. All right, nice, um, nice. Let's let's jump into your list of TV. Yeah, so I, I think this is really going to be more of our bread and potatoes, if you will, um, <laughs> uh, of stuff that we really, really, really covered and, and watched. So, um, honorable mention for this this category. Yeah. Now, I know I know you watched most of this. I don't know if you finished it. I I I stuck with it. Um, I thought the beginning half was better than 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 the ending episodes. We don't have to get into it in detail, but uh, raising Dion, okay. um, you know, I, I I found it to be enjoyable. I know when I did our PSA episode, I mentioned that I had seen like the first couple episodes yeah. at that point, and you, you were away, and that it's something that we would be covering. But um, I don't think either of us really loved it enough to actually spend the time to do an yeah. episode on it. So I figured now would be a good time just to give it an honorable mention. You know, support Michael B. Jordan, who's from from right, Newark, so and uh, you know, right, right, we got to support our own and everything. So that's that's a big reason why I stuck with it too. Um, but raising Dion, any, any thoughts? Um, you know what? There, there's there was things I liked about it, um, and I know you know you could see that there's you know some first time filmmakers in there, and they were they were able to score getting uh, Michael B. Jordan in there, and I really liked a lot of of what was happening but it it was it was a little tough watch for me i really really wanted to love it um but you know i don't want to you know i don't want to you know t- take apart anything that you know people put their heart and soul into so yeah all right um so in the same vein as avengers endgame these guys had a monumental task of wrapping up uh 10 years of storytelling and they fumbled it a little bit in the ending, but there was just so much good throughout the whole series. You can't not include Game of Thrones on the list. No doubt. And uh, and uh, yeah, it seems so Game long ago, doesn't it? It seems you know so what? long ago. When I originally made my list, I actually forgot about it. Um, that's how long ago it feels like it was. And uh, yeah, then then I'm like, you know, Game of Thrones. Yeah, the check. Was that 2019? Was that? 20- yeah. <laughs> there are a couple things I had to go back and think about. Like yeah, yeah. There's. A oh, well, I know. I I know. I saw it in 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 the beginning of the year, but when did it actually come out? Yeah. So, so certain things didn't, didn't make the list. Um, but yeah, G- game of Thrones, of course. Okay. So it makes my list 
it makes my list on number five, but again, it's moments. And it's not the Arya takes out... Uh, um, the Night King. The Night King. It's not that moment. The top... And I guess this is top ten moments for me, I guess. Um, but it's when Lady Mormont takes out one one uh, White Walker zombie moment where she goes up and she, she kills one one yeah giant. i that was like i love that i absolutely love that and that makes my number five top 10 moments of 2019 so we have my f- we okay yeah yep so we got three more number for five me. for me yeah yeah yeah. so i, I have a oh, feeling oh, no, i, I have to, 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 yeah, yeah 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 i have a feeling i know what with, with with the rest of it's gonna come from but um <laughs> okay uh stranger things uh, Stranger Things makes my list. I mean, the show is just great. It, it really is. We, you know, we did an episode about it. Looking forward to to the next season. Um, just really enjoy Stranger Things. Um, um, I really liked uh, season three, but I couldn't pick out really one moment. If I were to pick out one moment of uh, 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 Stranger Things season three, it would be. Uh, you can't spell America without Erica. <laughs> yeah, that character was. The she, best. Stole that, the that, like, she stole the yeah, season. She stole the season. Yeah, she stole the season. Yeah, we we talked yeah, about her during she, our episode. Yeah, she yeah. she was great. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm thinking about it, that that's my uh, n- number eleven moment. I'm writing that in my number eleven moment. You can't you can't uh, spell America without Erica. There we go. That's my number Perfect. eleven moment. Alrighty. Um, so another show on, on Netflix that, that makes my list, uh, The Umbrella Academy. I really, really enjoyed The Umbrella Academy. Um, to me, this this is uh, definitely a top five show of the, of the year for, for sure. Um, I, you, did you see, you uh, didn't see it, right, uh, T? Twice I turned it on and I started watching it, um, the first episode. But I, it was really late and I kind of fell asleep and I wanted to kind of, you know, get the ball rolling with it. But I never got that kind of ball rolling within and we never said that we would definitely do um uh how many episodes is this season uh i think it's like eight or ten okay. they're, they're under you know just about an hour each but you know what maybe that'll be something good to to cover because they're, they're doing season two All for right. sure it already got greenlit so maybe before season two drops we can do yeah, if we uh, have some time on the schedule one. we could pop that uh, in there yeah ne- next one on my list uh really really loved uh this show um it's it's also on netflix it's um I think there are 18 episodes total, uh, all animated, uh, love, death and robots. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's re- really, really cool. I, did you see I love, death and robots? One episode of it. I think you recommend, wait, I think, yeah, you recommended that to me. It was either you or, um, or one of our producers, Dylan. Um, it was, uh, when there was two robots talking to each other, I think, or trying to get out of something. I forget. Uh yeah, so there's uh there's a couple of really really good episodes. One that I liked, uh, which was my favorite, is called Beyond the Aquila Rift. Um, you know about a spaceship was was pretty cool. There's another one with um, um, Venom who, who uh Topher Grace, uh called Ice Age, which is pretty interesting. Uh, Suits is another really really good one. Um, I I like there's one called The Dump, which which is pretty interesting. But yeah, they're they're all interesting. I would say definitely check check it out for sure. Um, Lucky Thirteen is another good one, um, but they're they're all definitely definitely worth checking out. Um, not for kids, even though it's animated. Um, but I I would say you know, 
check it out, see if you like it. They're all about 10, anywhere from like 10 to, to 20 minutes long, and they're, they're all per, pretty interesting. At least I, I thought so. Um, but yeah, love Death and Robots. Um, next up, we, we both watched this. We didn't do a podcast on it. We, we probably should. Uh, Good Omens. All right. Yeah. Good Omens is on Amazon Prime. I uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I actually started watching it, and it was a long time before I went back to it, just because other things kept coming up that I wanted to see more, and I kind of felt bad, and I kept putting it to the side. But I finally you know, went back, rewatched the entire series. It's only six episodes, and it's done. There's no season two or anything like that coming along. It's its own story. Um, you know, uh, David Tennant, who played uh, Doctor Who, he was the, the purple man in, in uh, Jessica Jones. He's one of the lead actors, and... and uh, you know, really, really that enjoyed Good Omens. makes my top ten. My number ten of my okay. top ten is the casting of... The top ten moment of 2019 is ta- casting of David Tennant as Crowley in Good Omens. He's just... Yeah. You know, he just yeah. chews up the scenery. He's such a good actor. He was so great as Purple Man in Jessica Jones. Oh, my gosh. Please bring him back into the... Mar- bring him into the MCU. I mean, like... David Tennant's just awesome. He has this kind of agitated energy that he brings to all of his roles, and it, and it's and it's there. And he was just so cool. <laughs> he was so cool in yeah. in Good Omens. Uh, and it's a really it's a real uh, kind of uh, turning uh, this kind of angels and demons, uh, you know, uh, genre yeah, upside down. Yeah, basically the premise yeah, yeah, of the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's angels and demons trying to stop right, the apocalypse. Right, right, right. Is basically and what's they, going on. They make on. a friend. They have a friendship, you know, which is not something that's a spoiler. And you know how do these how do these yeah. this angel and this uh, this demon kind of how do they have a friendship over like thousands of years? And it's actually really good, really good show. Definitely watch it. Yeah, you know we, we definitely we should do a, a, an episode on it in more detail. It was it was it was really good. Yeah, it's a little bit now, so I'll have might have to rewatch it just to kind of do a refresher yeah. but the, yeah that's definitely that should have made our that should have made uh into our podcast this year yeah good good show good show yeah for, for for sure um all right so i got three shows left i'm pretty sure you know what they are t um right. we, we... so 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 obviously some of these are going to make my list uh probably all right so so yeah. what's going to happen is i'm going to if it makes a list i'm going to say it made my list i'll talk about it for my list because <laughs> I'm going to pick out a specific moment from the per- from the perfect. show. So okay. this is this is no order, um, you know, really. The but I consider these to be definitely the top three of the year. Um, Mandalorian, no doubt, no doubt. Man, Man- Mandalorian is is just it's fantastic. Um, you know, it was it was Star Wars. We're getting the most Star Wars content right now um, that you've ever gotten, and uh, you know, Mandalorian w- was great. The, you know, yeah, and it's like the thing with Mandalorian is, and I and I probably said this in a, in another podcast, but it's it's kind of like those stories I was telling with my action figures, and instead, you know how like you go into uh, uh, the sequel series episode seven, eight, and nine, it's like oh they're 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 stormtroopers, but they look a little different, and these are different characters, and these are different things, but like in the Mandalorian, it's like. Uh, these filmmakers who are who are like grew up with Star Wars get to take their box of Star Wars action figures, dump it out on a table somewhere in some studio, and just start kind of arranging them and go, "Wouldn't it be cool if we did this in the show?" And that and that's the kind of thing. So it feels like 
me playing with my Star Wars action figures when I was a kid come to life. All right. Um, yeah, so, so Mandalorian. Um, you know, obviously the, the entire series wrapped at this point. Um, we're, we're not going to go into any spoilers here, but we definitely should yeah, do yeah, a roundup show on the Mandalorian. Um, the finale was, was excellent. That was, um, I think, one of, the, one of the best hours of TV from, yeah, yeah, from the year. Yeah, yeah. For, for sure. Um, all right. Next show, Watchmen. Uh, on HBO, I think was was fantastic. Um, so much to love about Watchmen. Again, another show that that we've done a, a podcast on, but only a handful of episodes. This is another one we're gonna, we're definitely gonna have to do a roundup episode on it and and really go uh, into detail on our thoughts. But Watchmen, hands, hand, hands down. I'm skipping it till we get to to my top two. Okay, perfect. And then and then last, last um, this the last, last time Watchmen. I read for, okay. for TV. Yeah, in, yeah. I and actually, I I think um, this if this is one, Watchmen is one A. If Watchmen is one, this is one A. I mean, they're they're neck and neck, but obviously the, uh, the boys. I just I love the boys. Everything about the boys, I thought was was great. Um, it was funny. It was dark. It was entertaining. I mean, there was just so much to love about the boys. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely great, absolutely great. But I think that like. It, it was it was really good and it, and it, hopefully when I say this is not taking anything away from the boys because I loved it, um, but Watchmen is just I think working at a different level. You know, it's like you know what I mean. So it's I, like putting you know, on three D glasses and all of a sudden everything get, creates depth. You know, when you're watching Watchmen, the boys was great, but the boys wouldn't exist without like the trailblazing comic book that Watchmen was in the beginning, and they're kind of. They yeah. want to do a Watchmen kind of thing, um, uh, uh, but uh, no. But I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, uh, say anything negative about it because it was great. I just, you know, that that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, to me, honestly, both of these shows I, I, are neck and neck. I, I think if you ask me tomorrow, maybe I'll say Watchmen was 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 my favorite. If you ask me the day after that, I might say The Boys. It it depends on what mood I'm in, but. If if you like the stuff that that we talk about on here, you should definitely watch both of these shows for for sure. Hand, hands down, the the top of my list. Um, you know, and then the Mandalorian is a, is a close close second slash third, however you wanna you wanna order that. All right, so but, so let yes, me jump so into those, my those top ten moments because we covered a lot. We covered some of it, not a lot. Actually, not a lot of it. Um, so we covered some of it. Um, but I'll start going through and and um, do that. So. Uh, I added eleven, which was um, I added eleven, which was uh, a Stranger Things. And, uh, but anyway, so my number ten was David Tennant as uh, Crowley and Good Omens. All right, my number nine comes in. It's from the television show Castle Rock. Now, this is a it's isn't a this is a spoiler area. Um, uh, so just about Castle Rock, it's like, it's like if the M, there was an M, uh, MCU of uh, Stephen King novels, this television show is it. You know, you just have references to all the Stephen King books, and every single Stephen King book, like at least gets a, a character name drop within this show. And and uh, and this is only the first episode of the second season, but the second season. Um, centers around Annie Wilkes, which is the character from Misery. And she's played by um, Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan's a great actress. She's been in a lot of genre stuff. She's been in Cloverfield, uh, Hot Tub Time Machine, Mean Girls, Freaks and Geeks. Uh, she's a great actress. Um, 
and she plays Annie Wilkes, and it's the character in Misery, you know, uh, you're, my, you're my number one fan. She kidnaps the, the, the author, and she breaks his leg with a right. sledgehammer, right? So she's in this, and right. in the end of the first episode, and sorry, this is a spoiler, so skip, you know, skip 30 seconds if you don't want to get this. She kills her landlord by taking an ice cream, kicking him in the groin, he drops to the ground. She takes an ice cream scoop and just jams it in his mouth and starts pounding it. It is the craziest murder I've ever seen. <laughs> and Kate and I were like, oh, my gosh, what's going on here? And it was just – and the way Lizzie Kaplan plays this character, Annie Wilkes, in this, it's just amazing. That is, like, my number nine moment, my number nine moment, that murder in the, the Stephen King Castle Rock uh, television show. All right, that's my number nine. Did you see any Castle Rock? No, I I didn't. So right. move along. Yeah. So <laughs> you know what? Um, if you're a Stephen King fan, y- you need to be watching this. If you've ever read a Stephen King novel, you need to be watching this, and it's just really good. And if you haven't, it's still good television. You know, you just won't catch all the insane amount of references that happen in every scene. All right, gotcha. that was number nine. Number eight, and. This is our genre films adjacent, but the director of The Last Jedi just came out with a murder mystery. And like the murder mystery cozy genre is something that my wife and I connect on and we watch. We like, we will watch any kind of British television mystery. Uh, But It Knives Out uh, by Ryan Johnson is just like you know, the classic uh, murder mystery, you know, set in a mansion, who done it uh, with all the rich people. And then there's a detective that comes in and it is the casting of James Bond himself, Daniel Craig, as the main detective in, in uh, Benoit Blanc, I think is his name. And he was just so great. The movie Knives Out is so great. Uh, Ryan Johnson, uh, whatever your opinion might be of, of The Last Jedi. Um, this movie is really good. And it is a genre film because it's like within uh, like this kind of self-conscious tropey, uh, halfway, like almost like the movie Clue because there's a, like a consciousness of, a, you know, there's oh, okay. a certain amount of, con- it's not as high, it's like, it's not as silly as Clue, but it's, but it's 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 right. more serious than Clue, but less serious than others in that. And it's and it's just a really great movie. And and it's and it, not just Daniel Craig. There's there's so many famous Jamie Lee Curtis is in this. Um, there's so many uh, so many um, Tony Collette. There's so many great actors in this uh, in this uh, movie. But it definitely goes in uh, my my uh, top ten list. And you know you want to see these characters in. Oh, Captain America's in it. Too he yeah 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 all right Chris yeah, Evans Chris is Evans, in it. Yeah. yeah so it's it's it yeah so I I haven't yeah. seen this yet yeah. I um it, it's definitely yeah. on my list to, to check out there's there's a couple yeah. movies that are yeah. starting to come out you know on right. demand so and that should be now, coming out like I if you're not making it to theater I don't know if it's in the yeah. theater still it might still be some places um but that's definitely something so that was my number eight um, uh my okay, number cool. seven is something that you'll definitely not have any kind of uh, context for but in terms of Genre is this Star Trek? Everybody, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's later on in the thing. Uh, uh, I'm a big Dungeons and Dragons player, and I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to throw in at least one Dungeons & Dragons book that was released this year. And this is from a third-party company called Cobalt Press. And it was it, the book is called Tales of the Old Margrave Player's Guide. Um, I won't get into Dungeons & Dragons. I won't get into what it is. But uh, the book itself, it's just um, the player options, like uh, class options and races for Dungeons & Dragons made by Cobalt Press. Uh, disclosure, uh, uh, the crowd here at Thaumaturge Wonderworks has done a little bit of work for Cobalt Press in the past, so we're a little biased. But it is if you're a Dungeons & Dragons player and you don't know what to buy a, a person um, who's a Dungeons & Dragons player and because you're like, oh, they have all the books. They might, they probably won't have this one. And you could go and buy that for them for, I know Christmas has passed, but if you ever need a gift for them. Cobalt Press Tales of the Old Margrave Player's Guide. So there, my little Dungeon Dragons fit in there, so I wanted to make that happen. Uh, all right. That was number seven. Number six, and I think this is one of the most important moments in like superhero genres that's ever taken place. It was the premiere of not of a really great podcast called Not All Podcasts Where Apes <laughs> comes in at our number six, top ten moments. Six. Of six. Wow. Number six. Number six. I put it in number six. So uh uh yeah, that's a little thing there. But yeah, man, I you know, I've this, you know, we 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 could save this kind of conversation to the end, but uh you know, Anthony, I know we talked about making a podcast for a long time. Yeah. And you talked about talked about it with Ariani too, but like, you know, thank you for encouraging this process too. Because I was like, yeah, we could do that. We could do this. But really, you know, thank you, Anthony. Yeah. For kind of no, no, no. I, on, I, T, let's I, just I, do it. Let's just do it. Let's just record. Let's just record. Let's just do it. Yep. And, uh, you know, and, and it came out great. And this is like one of definitely uh, my top 10 moments. And hopefully... To all our capesters out there, is that a good name for our? our I mean, we, we didn't come up with a name yet. Maybe, maybe, yeah, like I'm, the Teamsters uh, almost. Let's, let's use capesters and though. see if it sticks. Okay, if it, it sticks, if somebody else has a better idea, you know, uh, you know what are what the the listeners to the program are the capesters. All right, so that was number six, the premiere of not all podcasts wear capes. Okay, that was number six. Number five, we did. I said my Lady Mormont scene in um, Game of Thrones. My Lady Mormon scene. It was why there it was, the small show. Uh, uh, when she, when she takes out one zombie one one. I love that. That was number five. Um, number four. I had the JJ J uh, J Jonah Jameson, uh, Spidey Far From Home moment where um, J K Simmons was revealed to be uh, recast as um, yep, cast again, not recast, but cast again as as J Jonah Jameson. All right. Here's number three. And number three, I think, out of everything, is the most influential moment. I don't know whether it's good or bad. I don't know whether I'm a bit afraid of the mytho-industrial complex that's taking place. I know I got excited when it happened because it's going to bring Fantastic Four and X-Men back, back into the fold, bring them home into the MCU. But it's, um, I think, the, the, one of the biggest moments of this year is when Disney buys 20th Century Fox. Yeah. I think that is a huge moment of 2019 Absolutely. that will have ramifications for, uh, for this kind of stuff for, uh, and, and not just in terms of storytelling and not just in terms of what we get to see on the screen, but really how we consume 
this kind of uh, genre material um, and, and, and kind of, you know, how really, and there's a concern there about, because we're like, listen, you know, Fantastic Four and X-Men always was in Marvel. Why is it not? This doesn't make any sense right. to us, and I understand that. But there is this thing that Disney has become a juggernaut. Yeah. Putting everybody out of business they, and just yeah, buying what right, they can. Right. Yeah, because they're just printing money. Right. And they, they had, like, what is it, eight of the top ten grossing films or some kind of crazy number like that yeah. with Disney this year. Um, uh, and listen, they bought Star Wars. And, you know, and it's like, you know, I don't mean to be one of those, like, old fanboy type guys. I guess that's what I am. But, like, you know, there's this kind of certain thing that buying uh, uh, Star Wars is like buying a piece of my subconscious, you know, when that when that the Millennium Falcon appeared in that Force Awakens um, uh, tr trailer when it first came out, the, the the Millennium Falcon's turning over that hit this kind of this kind of emotional uh, center. Pa a Pavlov dog uh, reaction. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And and there was an emotional response for me that I am incapable of fighting against. Right? Like, of course, I'm capable of fighting against it. But they they're able to tap into that. And, you know, I mean, uh, you've never seen my Marvel comic collection, my brother and I's Marvel comic collection. But these are these, you know, these Avengers stories going on for all this time. So they have those things that, like, really kind of um, get to, you know, this nostalgic centers of my brain that right. kind of do that. And, 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 uh, and uh, Disney buying 20th Century Fox, I'm psyched about it, right? Because we get to see you know, Wolverine fight the Hulk. And that's going to happen, and you know it. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, 100%. But, you know, it's it's a definitely a double-edged sword. And, you know, what does this mean for the, uh, the you know, independent filmmakers and everything like that? I guess, you know, you, you make a good script, maybe Netflix will buy it. But, um, you know, you're going to make a good product. But, you know, there it is, number three. That should probably be number one, but I, I don't mean, want definitely it to the biggest on, like... The biggest news... Uh... In, in this area of, yeah. uh, of the year, for sure. No doubt. Okay. Now, I'm going to be careful with spoilers for number two. And I won't say anything. I mean, there, there's no way I can't get a tiny bit of spoilers, but, you know, I'm going to not spoil the entire, you know, series. I'm going to keep... So, we're talking about Mandalorian. The biker scout scene in the beginning of episode eight is... Some, I, I think, might be, like, not just, you know, top ten moments of this year, but, like, my top three Star Wars moments of all time. <laughs> I, I cannot, and, and what's that, what's that, uh, what's that comedian, and he was on Saturday Night Live, right? Or was he on Second City? Oh, Jason Sudeikis? Like oh, he is getting into so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't even talk about it. So the scene is, I can't, I'm not going to spoil anything because it's just two biker scouts waiting on two speeder bikes. And you know, if they pull up with the speeder bike in a skitch and I'm like, oh my gosh, Return of the Jedi speed bike, uh, uh, bike, uh, speeder bike chase it was so good and so well developed and so well shot and paced out and that you have this whole action scene played out which really doesn't happen in any of this uh, episode seven eight or nine there's never this kind of beautifully structured action scene like that that has a beginning and a middle and an end um but yeah i mean that that could have played a, an snl skit 
That could be an SNL skit. Oh, oh. It, but it was so great because there was a little bit of actually humanity about it right. for these characters. And they really, I mean, they, and when you think they gave that scene the time to breathe. And there was, a, it, sometimes they pushed to the almost silly, but they brought it back. And, and it was just like the best. And this, uh, Jason Sudeikis, Sudeikis, right? Jason Sudeikis, yeah. Yeah, Sudeikis. Oh man, he he he's got to he's got to like like you know make himself famous with the scene or something. I mean, he's famous, but like like he got him. It was just great. Yeah. I can't talk about it anymore without spoiling it. Right. But that biker scout scene, episode eight, in the very beginning of episode eight was. I mean, it was golden to me. I mean, I, I'm surprised your your um your moment from the Mandalorian isn't the the big reveal of episode one. At the 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 very end of of who the mark is. I, I'm being coy with you know without giving away spoilers here, but okay. So I'm 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 a little bit I, I don't quite know what you're saying. Um, well, the end of, of episode one of what what the Mandalorian is after. Oh 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 yeah 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 I, no, I, no, yeah. So, I, so, I thought that would be episode this. one. So, so, so we're, we're deliberately not spoiling huge. this. Yeah. So right, that I'm, that you know that yeah deliberately deliberately not spoiling any kind of character that might be blowing up online and if you're yeah. listening to this. I guess you know who we're talking about is the character. We're sure, we're sure you already ordered episode, your, you, you pre-ordered yeah. your Funko <laughs> yeah. Pop. Yeah, yeah, right. And you're, <laughs> you know, you have you have kids crying for the plushie, and it's not going to come in till the end of January. So yeah, <laughs> right. So, um, but anyway, so that wasn't it. It was the biker scout scene because that's just good filmmaking. That's just good yeah, it was good, it was good fun. Um, it was good fun. All right, and then my number one, absolute number one. Um, is, and I, I can't talk about it without spoilers, but I'm going to say the entire episode. Here, hold on. Maybe you should say which show it's from in case people haven't seen it yet, if you're going to do it. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. I'm, um, the entire episode six of The Watchmen, that was just amazing. I can't talk about anything about it directly but that is an illustrative like it's the best episode of eight amazing episodes right eight yeah episodes i i course. agree that's the and, the the black and white episode flashback whatever right, you want to call it episode right yeah right, it's right. phenomenal but, but again this kind of non-linear storytelling that the watchman you need to do with the watchman and how that played out in that episode and how Watchmen in the 1980s was a reflection of the anxiety that people had about the threat of nuclear Armageddon and the immediacy of that. Um, uh, and then now this Watchmen television show kind of taps in to the anxieties of how, we are li how we're living in America right now and how this kind of generational trauma is, is has been brought and how even though we're looking at, and that's a beauty, I think, that again, Scorsese misses with science fiction and superheroes, is this ability to talk, even though Watchmen is in like an alternate timeline from 
who we are, that they live in a different universe than us, that the history is different. It's so much about how we live in the United States right now. And and that manifests itself so beautifully in episode six of The Watchmen. Um, And, you know, we'll get into this when we're going to do a Watchmen wrap-up. So I'm going to wrap this up. But, I mean, if it does not win all the Emmys, I will be upset. Yeah, I will be upset. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, it, it's that um, the work was was done. The work was put in. Um, it should definitely be recognized for for sure. If it, Regina King does not win Best Actress for her portrayal of Angela Avar's sister Knight, I will flip a lid. <laughs> I. It's just. It's just. She was amazing. And this show is amazing. Not just my favorite genre show. And this is me going back to, 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 you know, all the television shows I've ever watched, including all the Star Trek I've ever watched. Every se- This is one of the best seasons of television ever, period. Outside of genre, outside of anything. I just loved it so much. It was ridiculously good. And if you're into complex storytelling with bite, oh man, this is great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's Damon Lindelof. Um, you know, if you've seen Lost, you you, you know how, um, you know, the mysteries can be set up and all that, that kind of stuff. And yeah, Watchmen, d- definitely 17 capes up out of, uh, you know, all, all yeah. the capes, all yeah. the capes. As J.J. Abrams, you know, sets up all the mystery boxes for everything like that, but he doesn't know how to stick the landing. Right. David Lindelof. He stuck the landing. He stuck the landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that, and in that, that was number one of my top ten moments of 2019. All right. So, um, so next category I'm going to do is comics. So it's it's super super short list. Um, but you know, two two comics that I really like this year. Um, from Marvel are Old Man Hawkeye. So if anybody's familiar with uh, the old man Logan story in the future, it's a post-apocalyptic world. Basically, Logan and and Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye, are like your two main characters. And what this comic was, it's basically when Logan's not around, what was Hawkeye up to? And it, it goes through, like, you know, his, his story, and he's going blind, and he's not the best shot anymore, and he he's an old man, and, you know... It's it's just really great. I'm not going to go into any crazy spoilers, but but definitely check check that out for for sure. Um, and then another comic that I'm really enjoying right now that I haven't finished yet is called Spider Man Life Story. So this one's really interesting. It's six issues, and each one takes place uh, ten years later than the previous uh, issue. So like it starts in the 1960s when Spider Man just got his powers, and um, Captain America is going over to Vietnam and Spider-Man's grappling with, do I go to Vietnam and fight for something that I don't fully believe in or, or trust? Or do I stay here and, and help people in America? Um, so that's like your first issue. Then the second one takes place in the seventies and then the next one in the eighties. And then it, it's the nineties, then two thousands, two thousand. And he's aging along and he's with a- Yeah. And he's aging. And then they spin a lot of it too. So like, um, he's actually married to Gwen Stacy. She's not killed by uh, Green Goblin in this. Um, but without giving too much away, I mean, all your major um, Spider-Man characters are there, but they're kind of remixed a little bit. And it's just, it's cool. Yeah. It's like, all right, so something is set up here, and then 10 years from later, it actually gets paid off. Um, but it, it's it's pretty cool. It's definitely worth checking out. 
Um, yeah, I was I was listening to an NPR podcast that that talked about that and how good it was. Yeah, it, it, it's really good. So like I said, I recommended. Yeah. I got I got two left. Uh, two thousand, and then it's I guess the twenty tens basically is 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 what it's called. But yeah, definitely worth checking out. Um, and then of of course the big one this year one one of my favorite comic books um that I was reading month to month uh made sure I always stayed on top of the, the Walking Dead. It it ended um the last few episodes or episodes last few issues were, were great unexpected and the day the last episode uh I keep saying episode the day the last issue of the comic was released it was announced oh this is the last episode of the comic and uh oh really yeah like they, they, People didn't, they had no idea that was coming nope and they had um you know image is is the comics who who came up with it right, they right, actually right. had like fake covers for so it ended on issue 193 which is an odd number but they actually had covers for 194, 195, and they they sent it out to all the comic book shops that future issues were coming. So this way, it like really threw everybody off. Um, but oh, wow. but yeah, it's um, the the last few issues were were were, were great, and I I just I, I love The Walking Dead. Um, the last thing I'm gonna I'm gonna name on my list is not actually a comic book; it's a podcast. It's called Wolverine: The Lost Trail, and I know we we talked about this before T. But there's a Marvel serialized podcast, and it's for free now. On You can get it on iTunes. That's how I listen to it. Um, there's two seasons of it. The first one I wasn't crazy about, um, but the second one I actually enjoyed a lot. It's called The Lost Trails, the name of that season. And I believe they're, Marvel now is going to start doing more serialized podcasts. I know they're going to come out with one with like Galactus and, and Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer, it sounded like. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely worth, uh, worth checking out for, for sure. Yeah, I, I couldn't make any recommendations for 2019 comics because all the comics I'm reading now are I'm reading retroactively from years before. I'm I'm in the middle of uh, the Alan Moore Swamp Thing trade paperback because we're going to do an episode on that, yeah. right? Uh, and so I, I I didn't have anything for 2019. I have really not read anything from 2019. Yeah, and that's kind of my problem too because uh, you know I read everything on the Marvel Unlimited app. Um, and everything right. is always six months behind. I mean, there, there's some good stuff that that I really like, like the the Punisher series that that's newer is on there. The Mortal Hulk is, is actually really good, um, but you know it's it's hard to come up with with things because, like you said, a lot of it is is older. Um, but yeah, th- those two were definitely my my favorite so far this this year. All right, good. So so next he. What's uh what's some stuff that came out this year that we, we, we didn't cover or we should most likely cover? What what do you have in your list? All right, so stuff we uh, I would have liked to have watched and one my brother um um who recommends this beyond anything is the science fiction show The Expanse. Now it's I think it's on season three or four right now. I saw the first season and in this a while ago and i and i really liked it it's it's more of like a hard sci-fi where there's no all, all the science is plausible science so there's no like faster than light travel anybody you know every all the entire um thing takes place within our solar system so it's like about miners rights in in the asteroid belt so there's you know and there and people like trying to terraform mars and things like that so um there's no like artificial gravity because so you can't accelerate your spaceship too fast or people get you know they'll die immediately kind of thing and and it's really kind of like 
the political structure of the future based on actual kind of science. Oh, you know? that's so it's it's really good. It was based on a set of books, and and I I watched the first season. I really liked it. Uh, but uh, supposedly it's getting better and better. Yeah, so someone so at work actually it. mentioned that to me. They're like, hey, do you, do you watch The Expanse? And I'm like, no, honestly, I, I never even heard of it. What you know, what's it on and what's it about? And they're like, oh, I'm not going to tell you. You just got to go watch it. So, you know, that's yeah. the second person to, to really say it. So, so it might, might be worth checking out for, for sure. Yeah, like, you know, there's a few seasons there, so we'd have to do some catching up. It might take us some time. But uh, that's something I would be interested in in uh, covering uh, stuff I, stuff we should should have. Would have liked to have watched. Oh, all right. What do you have? Um, yeah. So, so one one thing uh, that that's on Netflix now that that I've been hearing really good things about is uh, Daybreak, which is like the the post apocalyptic uh, zombie show. Was that like a movie? It's not a movie. Or it's it's Daybreak. like a it's a series. It's only like I think eight or eight episodes or so. But it, it it's like a dark comedy. It looks like, and it just looks really interesting. And you know, it's just it it just came out at a bad time when Watchmen was out and. Uh, Mandalorian was dropping, and a couple of the shows that I haven't finished yet. So it's it's one of those things that's been on my list, but I just haven't uh, yeah. haven't come back to it. The next one on my list is, and I watched the first episode of this, um, and I never really read the comic book, but Doom Patrol, and it, it was pretty it was pretty funny, and I was kind of interested in it because it was it's a it has a little bit of a different tone than other superhero uh, um, television shows, uh, but Doom Patrol. What is that? What streaming? So yeah, that, that that's on, on a DC. That... Um, actually, I, I saw the first episode oh. too, because um, they, they were they were offering it for free on on YouTube for a week, and I I, yeah. I, I watched it. I was really into it too, but I just don't have yeah, DC yeah, yeah. service. I mean, there's just too many things to pay for. Right. Um, right. You know, but but DC seems to be pumping out some pretty good content, at least on there. Which actually brings me to my next uh, thing on my list is Swamp Thing. So Swamp Thing's also on a DC yeah. Universe app. That was twenty. That was twenty nineteen, yeah. or was that twenty eighteen? No, no, it's twenty nineteen. That's it's all this year. That was twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that was out over the over the summertime. But yeah, Swamp Thing is definitely something that I want to check out. We we want to do an episode. Yeah. Yeah, Swamp Thing is something that we would really like to do. Maybe we have to go over to a friend's house that has DC. Uh, yeah, or pay pay for a month or, or something and, and yeah, check yeah, it out. Some kind of like if there's a free month. <laughs> yeah then we can jump on and check it out right yep. so yeah because there's too many things to pay for right now and and i you know i can't rationalize just paying that just for 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 um, one show yeah dc dc universe right uh, you know i can't you know if it was um but see the, is the dc universe going to be getting folded into HBO? See, that, that's though? another thing that, that's a rumor so it's like you know paying for one thing and then you know, you don't know what's going to happen to it. But, I mean, I like what they're doing, how when one show ends, the next one begins. So I kind of thought Disney Plus would be doing that. Um, but it doesn't seem like they just have the, the content available yet. So Yeah, yeah. But it'll, it'll start. It'll start. Oh, yeah, yeah, for, for, for sure. Uh, what, what else do you got? All right, the next All one right. here, and it, this is off of Taika Waititi, and I, only, I saw the beginning of the movie of it, but What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. It's this co- comedic... Uh, vampire series that he's in and, and i it, and it's um it's funny it almost plays like one of these uh, uh british sitcoms set in an office or something not not, not like the, the office. office but like or but like it crowd or something like that it has that kind of like humor in it and um what they do is that one of the funny things is that they pull in all these actors 
who played vampires in movies before. So I think like Wesley Snipes is in it. Oh, really? And uh, like, yeah, yeah. All these people who played in, in a variety of different types of vampire movies kind of come in and play vampires in this. And it's just, it's just really, you know, just like, you know, British comedy, you know, well, I'm not British, you know, New Zealander, but, right. um, uh, but uh, it's that very kind of like dry kind of like kind of silliness. That's uh that's it's really good. Oh. So yeah, I would like to really, I'd, I'd like to sit down and maybe I could get uh, watch those uh, what we do in the shadows because Taika Waititi is just at the top of his game right now. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, he has that. He has that Jojo Rabbit film about. Yeah, that's Hitler, something I want to so check out it's too. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's the last season. Just premiered um, on Hulu not that long ago. Um, definitely want to check it out. But the the Runaways. Marvel's the the Runaways, which which you know I was really I really enjoyed the the first two seasons. Um, you know that's the only piece of Marvel content I haven't I haven't watched yet. So, uh, you know, as a completist, I gotta I gotta sit through it and, and check it out. Yeah, for sure. I I watched the first two episodes and it was it was it was all right. I, I it didn't grab my attention. You you know what it was? Um, I wasn't crazy about the the the, the first season in the beginning either. And someone said, you know what, you gotta read the comics. They're actually really good. And then I read the comics, and I really wasn't feeling those either. But I, you know, I stuck with it. And actually, Runaways is—it's a pretty, pretty good, pretty good story. I, yeah. I—it's partially my fault because I thought the beginning when someone said, "Oh, they're they're kids of supervillains," I thought you were gonna get like the Red Skulls like kid, Doctor Doom's Doctor, kid. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I thought it was gonna be. And then it was kind of its own thing on on its own. But uh, but it, it's yeah, actually yeah. I'm 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 into it. I'm into it for for sure. Um. You got anything else? Yeah, I got a couple more things. Um, one big thing, and again, the only reason I haven't watched this is because I refuse to pay for uh, um, CBS uh, streaming service, but uh, the season two of Star Trek Discovery, um, I, I saw season one, and that season one was really, really, really good Star Trek. I mean, the first, I watched the first episode of the first season, and I saw that they kind of like remix the Klingons and I was like oh come on don't anyway don't, don't mess with Klingons why are Klingons bald their hair is like important to their culture you know and I it's just kind of like you know the grognard of, of you know the crusty old fan like me going why are you changing things but that first season of Star Trek Discovery if you're a Star Trek fan and never wanted to um and and didn't weren't into it you watch that season one I have not seen season two, and I'd really like to see season two. I watched season one when I was able to buy the season on Apple TV. Listen, I'll pay $30 to see the season. No problem. I'll pay for it. Like to, If it's like, oh, it's on Apple TV, maybe it is already. I don't know. I got to check. But the second that drops on Apple TV and I can buy the season, I'll buy the season. But I'm not going to like get them to nickel and dime me. and get four ninety nine, four ninety nine. dollars Yeah, yeah right. I, I got gotcha. you. So that's yeah, Star Trek season two, uh, Discovery season two. Cool. Um, so so something that that looked interesting to me in the previews, um, another HBO show. Yeah. Uh, I actually have the whole season DVR. I just haven't watched it yet. Um, is the Lin Manuel Miranda show? Uh, his Dark Crystal. Uh, not Dark Crystals. His Dark Materials. Dark Materials. Yeah. Did you see the Golden Compass, the movie back? In the I day? did. Yeah. I I remember not really loving it. I like but, that. Uh, I like that. Yeah. But yeah, it it looked it looked interesting, and like I said, I, I sent my DVR, and it's just there's just way too much content right now. So I'll get to it You're eventually. Right, right. I'll, get, I'll get to it eventually. Right. But uh, 
you know. But it'll be it'll be there, and that's something we could put on our yeah. you know our back burner, and something that if like there's some time, we could kind of like blast through it and kind of uh, uh, get that in there. Because um, I like the Golden Compass. I like uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, um, and I watched a little bit of the first episode. Okay, but, like you know, there was so much other stuff where you know that we're we're covering. So I have one last thing is on um, stuff I would have liked to watch, and, and uh, uh, I saw the first half of season three, but was uh, True Detective. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. And did you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen seen them all there with um with Mahar- Blade, yeah, the new Blade, Mahershala Ali, Mahershala Ali, Mahershala Ali, and he was doing such a good job playing himself in three at three different ages. Um, uh, I I really really liked it and and my wife and I really liked it and for some reason we got to a certain point and I, I guess we went on vacation or did something and we just never picked it back up and we've talked about picking that back up again but yeah um, and I know you know True Detective is kind of adjacent to the stuff we normally talk about but that first season was awesome and there was a lot of H P Lovecraft and uh, you know. Uh, Cthulhu mythos um, wrapped up in there. Yeah, so right. season one is was definitely like a, you know, uh, comes into the genres that, the genres that we cover. So, uh, but this, this again, nonlinear storytelling and just getting really deep into character and a plot that has depth and it's constructed really well. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. True Detective is, yeah. is awesome. I mean, those HBO 9 o'clock shows are, are on a Sunday night or... Yeah, usually even the worst phenomenal. ones are pretty good. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, but yeah, actually, I got one more thing on, on okay. my list, and this is something that you recommended to me over the summer that I actually never even heard about when I was a kid, but The, the Dark Crystal. So you're like, oh, we got to do The Dark Crystal. Right, we got to right, do The Dark Crystal. So I actually watched the movie. You know, it, it's dated. I'm like, ah, it's okay. I, I can see where, where T was into this. And, and you know, it, it's not bad. Definitely uh, check it out. It's it's Lord of the Rings-ish, yeah. you know, with, with puppets and stuff. That, that was the vibe that I got from it. I like that there's um, no humans. And then HP, I like that uh, there's HP. no humans. In yeah. It. That, and that's one of the things that really... It's high fan, I mean, it's it's weird fantasy, all puppets. The Skeksis are right. so amazing. These villainous uh, vulture creatures and just... And vulture just, looking the, things, you know, yeah. If yeah. you like... Empire Strikes Back and Puppet Yoda, um, and those kind of performances, you're going to love Dark Crystal. I like it. it it's a very like slow pace, and it's very atmospheric. Um, yeah, and I wanted to see the new uh, the new Dark Crystal. I should have put that on my list. Stuff we yeah should have watched. I watched the first episode. The beginning of the first episode, I didn't care for, but it, it started doing better as the episode went on. But then I because it just introduced too many characters and it was too much world building packed into the first uh, episode. And I and I and I hate when they do yeah. that. Listen, you have like you know Watchmen did their world building throughout the entire arc of the series. You don't have to pack everything into the first episode. And I think that was the mistake of the first Dark Crystal because it was like, you need to know this and this is this is this kingdom and that and this and that and this is that and that. It's like I'm doing homework, you know, in the very first episode instead right. of like, give me some give me some tension, give me a beginning, a middle, an end, a conflict, and some character. You know, don't make me memorize right. names. I, yeah, so so the reason T mentioned it to me to, to actually watch the movie is because Netflix right. came out with a series at the end of the summer. And uh, yeah, so we, we had all every intention to cover it, and then we just never did. And 
basically we, we haven't finished the season. But yeah, I saw the first two episodes. I actually like the show. Need to go back and, and rewatch because I honestly yeah, I forgot yeah. about it at this point. But we we should definitely go, reconsider is it, is, covering is it, that in the future. Because sure. I know that I, I've sh- I've tried to show Dark Crystal to some of my younger nieces and nephews, and Dark Crystal is a little bit too intense. The Skeksis are really really scary. I mean, what what? Yeah, my 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 kids didn't like. They're you know they're six and and two and a half, and and they um they, neither um, my older son really wasn't into it. And my, my little guy was, was terrified the, by it. So. The, ske- the Skeksis yeah, are creepy as fuck. <laughs> That's a good one for, for sure. Dark Crystal is a classic. Uh, if you don't have time to if you yeah. don't have time to watch the, the series, just go, go watch the go watch the original movie. It's Jim Henson, uh Henson Puppets, Muppets, it's Star Wars and Yoda and the, the Muppets kinda Lord of the Rings all kind of wrapped up into one kind of craziness. Exactly. All right. Well, now we have our last category here, and it's what are we looking? Oh, wait here. Maybe, maybe be, before we do that, let's. Uh, we got a couple Twitter shoutouts. Oh, maybe right. we should. Uh, you know, because oh, we, we posted right before we started recording, um, so we don't know how many people saw it, but we did get some responses. So we just said, "Hey, what was your favorite uh, thing of the year?" Uh, you know, in terms of content, and uh, J Love gave us uh, Chernobyl, which I, I watched and I thought was was really good. Not really in our wheelhouse on, on the podcast, but. Definitely uh, interesting show. Also on HBO, that, that 9 o'clock Sunday spot. Um, definitely worth checking out. Uh, five or six episodes, I think it is. You know, d- definitely, definitely worth checking out. And uh, we got a comment from Pete who says, Watchmen suck. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't trust Pete, so uh, so there's that. I think he was just trying to be funny. Um, is he trolling you? But we'll, yeah, he's trolling me. We'll give him a shout out anyway. Hey, Pete. Hey, Pete. <laughs> You here's suck, your, here's, Pete. Here's your shout out, man. <laughs> um, all right, see, so so let's bring it on home with the with the last. Uh, all right, good. The good, last good. list. Go ahead. All right, the final list is our. What are we looking forward to for 2020? All right, what do you have? What's the What's the first on your list for this? So, um, in in no order, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Wonder Woman 84. Wonder Woman, got it. Yeah, I put 2020, yeah. it was 84. Yes, Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah definitely Absolutely, interesting definitely. checking it out, seeing what they do with the sequel. No doubt. Um, we got, we have Pedro Pascal. That's it. The, I know that's you. know, the Mando and the, the Red Viper. What was his name in uh, in Game of Thrones? The Red Viper? The Viper. Red Viper, yeah. The yeah. Red Viper. Yeah. yeah. He was awesome in Game of Thrones. He's awesome in Mando, and I'm sure he's going to be awesome in Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot did a really good job. The director is what's uh, the name of the director again? Oh, it's Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins, yeah, she did an awesome job. So I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to deal with the DC universe moving forward. The DC movie universe. Going to me, forward. that that's the most interesting part, and honestly, they're probably not going to because if the movie takes place in 1984, that's your, right, your right. work so around. They can kind of, you know kick the ball down the road, kick the can down the road to have to deal with those problems later, right? Yeah. What are they going to yep. do, you know? No, no, there won't be any uh, Batfleck cameos, right? <laughs> nope, de- nope, definitely not. All right, Uh-oh. good. Because, yeah, definitely Wonder Woman uh, 1984 is on the list. All right, what, what's up? What, are you, what do you got on yours? Okay. Um, uh, all right, so there's, uh, I'm going to go with, and because I know this probably isn't on your list, I'm going to go with Star Trek Picard. Um, yeah, that is not on my list. I think that 
Captain Picard is like one of the greatest science fiction characters of all time. Uh, you know, I know he's an old white dude. You know, I get it. But you know, he speaks British. English, you know, we're British. He speaks with a British. <laughs> he speaks, speaks with British. a British accent. He speaks with a British <laughs> accent. But like, <laughs> he really transformed Star Trek. And okay, so I mean, he's such an influential character. Okay, for example, before Star Trek: The Next Generation, everyone said about use the word said the word data, and they use the word we need to get the data on this, and the word was pronounced like that in the United States. Then he says the data first episode of the character, which is data, everybody on the set was saying data. And he comes in and Patrick, and because in the very first episode, the verse three, he goes data, and you know he's saying, yeah, I guess that's how they, you know, they say, you know, they pronounce it in uh, the UK, and he goes data, and then everyone said, I guess we have to call him data now, and because there were so many scientists there, late eighties, early nineties, who were kids watching this thing, everybody, it changed in the United States. How people pronounced it. No one says data anymore. Everyone says data. There's, there's like, there's articles about that, about like how that, <laughs> that, that took place, you know. And, 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 and the best thing about Captain Picard was that when something was happening, he would go, okay, let's go into the conference room. And he gave every single person, his staff on the ship. Something to do? No, he, he gave them the time to express their opinion. And then he didn't say anything. He let every and every all the characters were giving their different points of view about how it would go about doing gotcha. things. And he really listened to the people. It, 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 it's just great. Next generation, even though it's like you know clunky costumes and some cheesy bits. I mean, Captain Picard is just the great one of the greatest science fiction characters of all time. And it's really a thoughtful humanist in space, trying not to be a military guy. And um, he's great. So I'm looking forward to. That Picard, I think uh, my brother might try and sneak in a uh, month's worth of CBS um, Unlimited or whatever it is. So I'll have to go over to my brother's house and go over yeah, yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So th this is probably what I'm looking forward to the most, but it's not the end of my list. Um, mm -hmm. Just because everything else is going to be lumped together. But um, season two of The Boys. Really looking forward to season two of The Boys. Um, you know the way the first season ended. Um, like I said, it was it was one of my favorite shows of the year. Just looking forward to what they do uh, with season two. Definitely, I'm looking forward to that. Did not make my list, but I'm I'm definitely looking for, looking forward to uh, that. I'll definitely watch it when it when it uh, when it comes out. And that so that's on that's on um, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime, right? Yeah. Now does that, that drops? Did that does that drop all at once, or is it that's, put out yeah. week by week? Yep. D Disney's the only one seem to be doing a week by week. Uh, 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 HBO. Uh, well, HBO's I, I mean, in terms of streaming services, right? Well, I, you know what? I have HBO as a streaming service, so oh, okay. you know, and I think that's the way HBO is going to go anyway. You know, what yeah. I mean? It's all. This is the new. This is the new reality. The new norm. This is the way. This is the way. All right. So, um, but yeah, I prefer week by week. Yeah, me, me too. You know, it's easier I, to stay on top of it, avoid spoilers, and actually have like discussions about it. I don't think that Watchmen nor Mandalorian would have worked as well as they did if they all those episodes dropped all at once. 
Right. I, I don't Definitely think it not Watchmen. It's too popular. It, it, would, it would not have been as popular. It wouldn't have been anything. I think that, you know, imagine they just dropped all the episodes of a season of Sopranos all at once. Nobody talks about it around the water cooler. Everyone just binges right. it. Everybody's at different spots. But when you dole it out, and it's not appointment television because people can get back home and then go, all right, I'm going to avoid you know spoilers for you know 24 hours. You can avoid spoilers for 24 hours. You can stay off the internet and get to see your show. But I think that I think that Netflix needs to learn that because I really would get tired when I was watching. Um, Marvel Netflix shows that were 13, 13 episodes and there was like putting, yeah. Yeah, putting in filler, I would just get exhausted and I would be like, oh, it felt like a job instead of something I looked forward to. I go, oh, uh, a new, a new daredevil, even though it was good, I go, oh, I gotta, I gotta sit and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta eat this whole steak and I can't put any in a doggy bag and take home and eat later. You know? Right. Because especially you being a teacher, kids are going to spoil it for you after the oh. first weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? no doubt. Kid, they'll and they're going to do it on purpose yeah. outside yeah, outside my door. So yeah. I think I think I really appreciate it if um, if when that Star Wars is coming out like that, that Watchmen came out like that, and I'm really excited that the the when the Marvel uh, Disney Plus stuff comes out, that it's going to be week by week like that. You know that I don't have to be home at. 8 p.m. on a Thursday, but I know that 8 p.m. on a Thursday it's going to drop, so I ha- I can you know I can, you can put it be in there that weekend. Right, right, yeah, right, right. exactly. Um, All right, my next one, right. um, I'm going to put uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I, I have that on my Winter list Soldier. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, because, definitely. I mean, 100. percent What are you, you going to say? It's going to be the first, yeah. the first uh, Disney Plus Marvel show, uh, show yeah. on Disney Plus. They got to come out swinging. It's got to be good. And I think that, you know, even the, like, imagine, okay, what do you consider the worst Marvel MCU movie? Um, for personal biases, Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. All right. I, I just, yeah. I was still entertained. And it, you know what I mean? It, you know, it wasn't a bad movie. It just wasn't a great movie, you know? Okay. Here's, here's my main problem without going too, too great into it. Yeah. Um. Prior to Iron Man three, the best villain in, in the comic books was uh, in comic book movies is Heath Ledger's Joker, which is still mm-hmm. iconic. Iron Man three, Ben Kingsley, what he was doing when he was quote unquote the Mandarin, was terrifying. He was intense. He to me, he was one of the best villains on screen. And then they totally twisted the character and made him something that he wasn't, and it drove me crazy and. It just did not redeem the movie, and I can't get behind that movie. Even though, yeah, yeah, it is entertaining. There's great action sequences. The actor that they had, the character that he was playing, I'm like, how do you guys not see this? If you go back and rewatch it, when he's doing, you know, the the, the fake terrorist videos and everything like that, just just watch those scenes again, and you're like, oh my god, this guy is out of his mind. Yeah, and then, so, so, all right, that's my digression. So that that's going to be solved with a movie coming up, right? Um, yeah, Shang Chi. Right. right. So, um, but even like the not so good Marvel movies are still they're still all right. You know, they're still yeah. entertaining. I'm going to enjoy them, right? And they've never really put out a movie in the MCU that 
I, I, could, I didn't watch or I couldn't watch. Right. I wasn't interested, right? So I know that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be at least all right. But I think they need to kind of really, if this is going to be the first Marvel Disney Plus, it got to be good. It got to be right. like awesome. And, it's, and you know, it's going to center around who gets the shield. Right, who's going to be? Right, because you know, right now everybody's assuming it's Falcon, but I think that 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 uh, Thunderbolt Ross has something else to say. He's going to have something opinion. else to say about that, right? And yeah. I'm, I'm guarantee. I, I don't know. I didn't see any spoilers, but guarantee that dude's in it. That dude's, of course, he's in it. Sure. And I and I think it's. I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be great. I imagine that that was on your list. Yeah, actually, yeah, de- definitely is. Um, and yeah. along with the, the the other two things on my list, are, they're both Marvel properties. Um, yep. the first one I'll, I'll go with is Black Widow. I mean, okay, not on I'm my not, list. It's it's it, it, it honorable mention. She was. I was like, am I gonna? Because I wanted to keep it to five. I wanted to keep it to five, and Black Widow wasn't on. I couldn't yeah, make like, the list. Black. It's this movie's ten years too late. I'm gonna say that up front. This, this should have been the first female led superhero movie. Uh, way back in phase one, in the MCU, in the MCU. In the MCU yeah, fa- uh, you know, in phase two, at the, the the latest. Um, no, I mean the trailer looked great. I'm interested, especially with the timeline being between um, Civil War yeah. and Infinity War. Um, the other characters in the movie look cool. I'm I'm looking forward to Taskmaster and seeing what they do with with, with that character. But um, I'm looking forward to Red you know, Guardian. Yeah, Red Guardian. I mean mm-hmm. David Harbor. Right, uh, yeah. Hopper, Detective Hopper. Uh, but yeah, the, the, you know, I'm looking forward to Black Widow. Like I said, we'll, it's Marvel. We'll there be was the something online where they were like, "Okay, just hear us out." In Stranger Things and a season three, Hopper is captured by the Russians, and, and now becomes all a of a sudden <laughs> we, we see the same actor as Red Guardian. That's funny. It's the same universe. That's funny. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. So yeah, definitely. All right, Falcon. Uh, uh, so um, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. It's it's going to be good. It's Marvel is doing James Bond. Right. 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 Or uh, Red Sp- the movie Red Sparrow. Red Sparrow. Or 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 there's a number of other movies that my brother was telling me that there was another like uh, movie that came out that was, you know, um, you know, Russians teaching uh, uh, women, you know, women spy training infiltration. In Russia, right. Yeah. 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 All right, so what do we have next? Well, I got one thing on my list. Yeah, what is it? I kept my list short. Yeah, uh, The Eternals. The Eternals. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, looking forward to the most. My, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. In the, You know, when I first heard they were doing it, I thought they were lying, and I thought it was going to be Fantastic Four. And then, you know, uh, I think one of our early best episodes was our Eternals episode, where we go back, download it if you haven't, listen to it. Um, yep. It talks about we we read the original the first uh, uh, first seven or eight issues six, six seven six, issues seven, of yeah. the original run and it was just uh, really uh, it was uh, it's a really interesting property so I'm looking forward to that now I'm looking forward to that a lot because I think they're really kind of digging in and changing it um, and kind of like updating it um, and I really like yeah, the diversity I mean, and, cast. and the Eternals I like the the, the diversity in right. directing, I, I, you know, Kumala, I'm saying his name wrong, Kumala, 
Kamal Nanjiani came out with his shirt off on. Uh, it's like, look, man, I, I spent a year building this body so I could be a superhero. And now he blew up on Twitter. Yeah, it, it's funny. I mean, I, I don't know if you watch Silicon Valley, but, you know, he's one yeah, of the yeah, main yeah, characters yeah. on there. So I saw the first season, season of Silicon you know, he had, Valley. He was yeah, covered um, up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the final season just, just ended. But, you know, obviously he's in there. And so he's... Uh, He's walking around. You could you could tell he he definitely was yeah, working yeah, yeah. out and stuff. So it's it's just funny to see that. But but yeah, the Eternals. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. And you know, like like we were saying, the our, the episode that we did on it basically covered uh, a lot of the Eternals. Yeah. There's not a lot of content on them that's official, like Eternals. There's the original Jack Kirby right. comics, only like I think fifteen or eighteen, and then uh, Neil Gaiman did a, a seven Which issue. We're gonna cover that uh, episode uh, on it. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're definitely we're gonna, gonna cover, cover that, that for sure. The uh, the Neil Gaiman run before Eternals drops the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the movie can can do whatever whatever it wants. Okay, so the last one on my list that is in the top five, I have some honorable mentions. But the one that's on my list that I'm surprised you don't have is Mandalorian season two. You know what? I was gonna <clears throat> I was gonna say they just announced season two <laughs> yesterday, and I totally forgot to put it on my list. But you are 100 percent right. That yeah, should be it's on my list. In the fall. I'm looking forward to yep. it. All right, you know what I mean. Okay, we we won't talk about it because we'll do, we'll do we'll do speculations for season two when we do our Mando roundup. Okay, so an honorable mention for me. Looking forward to it, and I think it's something we're gonna definitely have to cover. And we've already started talking. the final animated season of Clone Wars is dropping. And they're going to cover a lot of must-see Star Wars content. And, you know, not talking about Mandalorian Season 1, but we have uh, um, uh, episodes of the Clone Wars. We're going to do a list of episodes, and we'll drop it uh, before we we record our episode. Um, So, uh, you know, all the capesters out there can watch it. But we're going to watch all the Clone Wars episodes and the Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels episodes that deal with Mandalorians. And we're going to do an an episode on that arc of what happens with the history of Mandalore and who Mandalorians are, their moon... um, uh, and all the kind of the, the black art, who they are, and all this other stuff that I won't say because I don't want to get into spoilers, um, uh, that that goes around Mandalorian. So it's kind of very important that you see that. Uh, but the Clone Wars will have uh, 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 its final season, and this isn't like the cartoon. This a- animated series has been out for a while, and they're finally all these scripts, and all, it's been in development before um, before Disney bought Lucasfilm. And that's coming out, so I'm really looking forward to that. So we'll definitely have to do an episode of, you know, are you, are, uh, Anthony? You're catching up with, um, you're catching up with, yeah. So, so yeah, I was at a a party yesterday, and uh, two two guys there actually gave me a hard time, be, saying, "You have your own podcast, and you don't watch uh, Rebels or Clone Wars. Like, how dare you?" So I came home last night, and I actually watched the first episode yeah. of Clone Wars. It gets um, better. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna it gets get started better. With that. Um, and this is Dave Filoni, and Dave Filoni had a big thing to do with Mandalorian. He's he's not the showrunner, right. but he's kind of like he's he's George Lucas's Padawan. He's been described as George Lucas's Padawan. <laughs> and you watch if you've watched Clone Wars, if you watched Rebels, 
you see Dave Filoni's hand in the Mandalorian series. And no no one knows how to put Star Wars story together better than him. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. Let me not say it like that. But, you know, there's very few people that know how to put a Star Wars story better than him. And a lot of the Clone Wars and Rebels are misses. But, like, one out of every four episodes that you're going to watch, and you're going to be like, wow, that's a really good Star Wars story. It's short. They come in quick, and they get out. Sometimes I'll have two or three story arcs. They have all the characters you love. And I mean, uh, the voice actor who played, who did, he did a cameo in, in, in Man, the first season of Mandalorian, but the voice actor who did Anakin Skywalker in The Clone Wars does a great job. Him and Obi-Wan and one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time, Ahsoka Tano. And I'm looking for her to come out in like um, live action versions. She is like such an, she's, she's Anakin Skywalker's Padawan and she's just such a great character. They have to bring her in. And, um, if, if you're coming out of this, you know, holiday season and you're a little Star Wars out, but then you get, start getting that itch again, what I suggest you do, you go back, you start first seeing as a Clone Wars and you run through Clone Wars and then once Clone Wars is over, you start watching Rebels because there's a lot of characters that only existed in Clone Wars that jumped to Rebels. Clone Wars takes place. Clone Wars takes place between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And, right. and um, Rebels takes place the years leading up to... Um, it be, it's before Rogue One. So it's a, it's a few years before original Star Wars 77. So okay. Rebels takes place before that as as the as the rebel alliance is starting to build yeah oh, okay. so and and there's a lot of really good stuff and if you're interested about who the hell are mandalorians you got to go check out um you check out that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put a a, a playlist together of episodes so, that are just about the mandalorians so you could watch it sounds good yeah all right man anything else to add i think that's it that's that's i think 2019 in a nutshell huh that sounds like it. Sounds like it to me. It is. Uh, th- you know, thanks to everybody who supported the podcast. Um, you know, yeah. a- all your little comments go go a long way. Uh, we really appreciate it that anybody's listening. And, uh, you know, we're doing this for fun because we like to. And, you know, just can't thank you enough. Right. Yeah. You know, we, we're we we're over a thousand downloads. We hit a, a milestone of over a thousand downloads. Thank you, everybody who's listening. I know uh, a lot of you are subscribed to us and download it automatically. Um, but if you're into it and you came in later, come go, go, uh, go listen to some of the older, older podcasts. They still, you know, they still hold up and they're, uh, um, and, you know, a lot of it's spoilers. So watch the content before you listen to the podcast. Um, and in always, we're looking for some love online, you know, tell us what you think, be nice, but you know, come you know, uh, uh, reach out to us. If you send out a tweet, I can almost guarantee we'll give you a shout out. Yeah, uh, ask definitely. us questions. You know, we'd like to do a segment on on just answering questions that our our capesters might uh, might be uh, might be, or or if you have suggestions about stuff we could cover, uh, we'd yeah, love, that works we'd love too. To do that, for, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I right. mean, we 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 stick pretty close to to superheroes, science fiction, and fantasy, 
uh, comic book kind of things, but uh, you know, we might do some uh, some you know genre adjacent kind of um, content too. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening in 2019, and uh, uh, you'll hear from us soon in 2020. Happy New Year, everybody! Happy New Year. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotAllPods. Visit us on our website at NotAllPodcastWearCapes.com. And send us an email, NotAllPods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. This issue was edited by Andre 3.0 Marks. Three point oh. Make sure you get like a Skeksis sound thing. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Tracy, um, we love the Golden Girls uh, too, but I think we might not cover it on this podcast. Sorry. <laughs>